Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I am your host. And today I have a very special guest on. Her name is Krista Schrader. You guys are going to love this woman and you're going to love her story. So make sure you do a couple of things. Number one, please, if you would, share this out. Number two, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe and share this out. And stay with us. We will be right back with Krista. And we are back. Let me bring Krista on right now. Krista, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So happy to have you here. You are a rock star. And I would be remiss if I didn't say I met you through our mutual friend, Mindy Dreyer, who's an awesome rock star of a woman. Um, met you at her book signing event. Yeah, she's she's a great friend of ours. Um, she got involved with our foundation and we've just really clicked and we consider her a dear friend. So it was great to be introduced to you that evening. And here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Mindy's awesome. So thank you, Mindy, if you're watching. So so Krista, I created this show about um, almost four years ago um, to help people have a breakthrough in life to help people get unstuck. I literally was going to call it getting unstuck. And my wife thought breakthrough walls would be a better name. So, and it is. So, um, so let's, let's start with you telling everybody where you were born and raised. Yeah. So I'm, um, I was born and raised in Columbus, Ohio, um, lived here my whole life. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. It's a great thing. <laughs> I mean, Buckeye fan for life, right? So right. you got to appreciate right. the culture. Um, that's right. you know, as a kid, we moved around a lot. So I've been, I've lived in all the suburbs of, around Columbus. Um, and I've just kind of been stuck here and, uh, it's been, it's, it's been a good ride. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. So where did you, where did you go to school? It sounds like you went to several schools. Yeah. So I went to 12 schools growing up. Um, oh and you can imagine that that's, it's taxing on anybody. Um, it's intimidating going to a new school and try doing that a couple times a year um, throughout the same school year. It, it was rough. Um, I started at Aetna Elementary out in Pataskala, and I ended up in uh, Madison Plains out in London, Ohio. So <laughs> you can kind of fill in the gaps of, you know, every school in Lancaster I've been to. Um, I've, I used to live in Amanda, Ohio, and lived in Stoutsville, Ohio. Wow. Um, yeah, I've been all over the place. So yeah. So where did, did, where did you go to high school? I went to, well, I went to two high schools. Oh. I went to, I know. Wow. I went to Amanda Clear Creek High School. Uh, it's a little, little small town uh, yeah. right outside of Lancaster. And then I went to um, Madison Plains. And that's where I graduated. Okay. Okay. And did you go to college from there or? Um, I actually did not. So okay. did not go to college. Um, interesting. Um, maybe my biggest regret. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was a blessing in disguise or, or what, but. Well, I, you're looking at somebody that didn't even graduate high school. So I'm, I'm very grateful. I didn't go to college. Just saying. Um, so, so you're in good company, except for, I don't regret it at all. So I, I've hired a lot of college graduates that have worked for me over the years. And I found that, um, wow, I don't know what they're teaching there, but, uh, so, so, I, I just, you know, I would, I wouldn't feel bad about that personally, but so, so talk about, you know, when you were, um, so after high school, I mean, did, were there, I mean, besides moving around a lot, were there, were there challenges you had growing up that, 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 you know, cause I, here's why I ask this. 
I truly believe that the events, it, sometimes it's one event, a person um, kind of pushes us in the direction that we end up going as adults. Does anything come to mind, like any challenges or any inspirational moments as a child that, that kind of pushed you? Yeah. Um, so I think, um, you know, let me start kind of from the beginning. So grow, I, growing up, I had somewhat of a normal childhood. Um, my mom and dad got divorced when I was nine. We moved a lot after that. Uh, my mom was in and out of a few different marriages, which caused us to kind of move around. So not the most stable environment, especially as a young child and, and really as an introvert. So I think it's it was really challenging for me personally to go to these new schools and to try to fit in, right? Yeah. I mean, you really have to have the social skills to kind of be able to adapt and blend in and make new friends. And for me, it was very different. I was always kind of that, that I don't want to say the, the weird kid off in the side, but I, I, I was very just to myself a lot. So yeah. making friends was really difficult. Um, the friends I did make, they were great friends. I'm still friends with them to this day. So I'm very appreciative of the lifelong um, friendship that came with that. But um, that's really kind of where it started. And I, and I guess um, it wasn't until just a few years ago that I really started understanding more about being introverted. And, and more specifically, I took the Myers-Briggs test and, and learned that I was an INFP. And then once I kind of realized why I am the way I am, everything in my past really made sense as to why I didn't fit in or why I didn't feel um, understood or, or why I didn't feel like normal as society would label that. Um, and, you know, I went down this dark, darker path um, after high school and, um, you know, I ended up in a really um, bad relationship when I was 18, 19 years old. Um, and, it was really the catalyst that that kind of changed my life. And, and at the time, it wasn't in a good way. Um, and now I look back and I, I realize what a blessing it is to be on the other side of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I made the decision at, at the time of my life. I had just moved out. I was 18. I got my own apartment. Um, I was in this relationship and, you know, I got pregnant. And um, I remember just the disappointment that I felt the shame that I felt being so young and at least I had graduated high school, but I had to carry this guilt around uh, and it ended up in an abusive relationship. So it turned physically abusive there at the end. Wow. And, um, you know, after I left, obviously um, I, I was strong enough to walk away and um, shortly thereafter I ended up having a miscarriage. So mm. So there was a struggle of, do I go to college or do I continue working? And then this kind of got thrown into the mix of it. Um, and it was always my one big regret is I didn't go to college and I probably should have. But at the time, my life was in turmoil and I, I didn't have, I just couldn't do it. And, um, you know, I carry that burden of not going to college, not having that education, um, you know, with me every day yeah. um, still to this day. And um, fast forward, um, I went through a really dark period after that. And um, a few months after the miscarriage, I ended up losing my grandma. And she was like the one person in my life that was kind of my rock, yeah. um, really kind of grounded me. And she understood me. And being an introvert my whole life and not having anybody, any, any real connection, um, that was a tough loss for me. So 2008 was just a horrible, horrible year for me. And, um, you know, I spiraled. A full disclosure, I, I hated myself. I didn't think I was worth anything. I had big plans and big aspirations, but I had no drive to do it. Um, I thought things will never happen for me. Um, but I continued just being myself and, and being authentic and, and my approach to every new situation in life. And I just tried to be a good person. And I thought, you know, if you do good things for people, like your life will be fulfilled. Yeah. And, um, you know, I ended up in a new relationship and uh, it wasn't exactly the healthiest. Um, I think I was in a dark place with my own life. And, you know, I ended up um, having my daughter and she was the biggest blessing I, I could have ever have asked for. So it ended up being a really great thing for me. Um, and it wasn't until that relationship where I really started to have this kind of epiphany, this moment of clarity of this is not how I want to live my life. I don't want, I mean, when you're crying every night, 
you crying yourself to sleep, not feeling what you need to feel out of a relationship, it's time to get out. And for a long time, I think I blamed the world for my problems. Um, it wasn't until the end of that relationship, which was what, about six, five to six years ago, um, where, where I just had the strength to get out. And one day I just had enough. And I said, you know what, no more living this life. Um, I mean, we had gone through situations where I'm making life decisions at the gas pump, <laughs> you know, where I have $18 in my account and, and how do I feed a family of, of five? Cause he had two other kids, um, wow. you know, on that. And it's, it, it was a struggle and I I'll never take for granted what I went through and I'll always appreciate what I have now. And, um, you know, it was, it was leaving that relationship was the biggest moment probably of my life, the turning point, if you will. Yeah. And, um, it was all of this hurt and the negativity and, um, you know, turmoil in my life. And at that moment I decided to take charge and take control of my life. And, and I got, and I broke through the wall. I, I, I was done. That's and awesome. there was, um, I think most people, when they end a relationship, there's always that, that, um, sadness that comes with it. And for me, it was total opposite. I remember coming into work the next day going, I feel amazing. Wow. <laughs> no guilt. Thing. No Love guilt. That. No. Love it. No. Good. So, so you, um, and, and that you said was five or six years ago. Yeah, it was five years ago when I okay. had that moment of, of clarity. Mm -hmm. We have Debbie Bettendorf on here. You remember Debbie, don't you? Yes. Yeah. yeah I met her that night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love Debbie. So um, so you you left that relationship. You you said you went into work. What were you doing for for work? Yeah, so um, career-wise, um, just to kind of align with the stories, when I was 19, I started at Nationwide Children's. Oh. And I, you know, it was at this moment where it was, do you go to college or, you know, do I take the career path? And based on everything else that I was going through, I decided the career path. I, I'd already secured a great job, and I really felt confident in going forward with Nationwide Children's and kind of moving up the ladder, if you will. Um, and for those watching that you're talking about nationwide children's hospital. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, I did that for 10 years and I really enjoyed working for nationwide children's. Um, I met a lot of great people, people that I'm still friends with. Um, it gave me great opportunities and there at the end, um, you know, I was just, I needed at this point I had ended the relationship and, I needed a better financial situation for myself. So I needed to make more money. Um, so I decided to leave NCH, but before I left, it was right before I left was when I had ended that relationship. And let me tell you, it was <laughs> the best thing I've ever done in my whole life. I, my whole world changed. And, and I really am a big believer in, you know, the positive energy that you radiate is what you get back. It's yep. what you attract. And, you know, I, this is who I might get emotional there's so many nights when I was in that bad relationship where I really questioned my faith because I was doing all of the right things and I was giving away everything I had to people who had less than me. And I didn't have anything at the time. And I just remember thinking like, is this my life? Like, am I being used for something bigger here? Like, what is my purpose? I'm a, I'm a passion driven individual. I have to love what I'm doing. And I just didn't, I, I felt I felt empty. And, um, mm. you know, it wasn't until I had the courage to leave that relationship where I realized that I have the power to do whatever I want to do and I can impact people on whatever scale I want to do that in, um, do that on. And that's when everything started changing for me. So I'm a, I'm a big believer. It's just restored my faith. Um, now I I'm, it's just, it's been an amazing transformation and I'm really, really happy of the person I am today. <clears throat> so for, for those watching that, um, I, 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 I've been there. Um, I mean, I've been there where you, you're like, you, 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 
every day you're telling yourself over and over and over, I can make this work. There's something I can do. There's something I'm doing wrong that if I just do it, like you go through that, right? Yeah. And 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 for those that are watching, whether it's there are men and women watching um, that you know, may be going through the same struggles in a bad relationship or, um, or whatever, what, what kind of, what do you say to them? I mean, you know how hard it is, especially if there are children involved. I mean, it, it becomes a, you know, so what do you say to them? So I'll I'm going to give you full screen, by the way, so don't freak out. <laughs> no worries. I see myself. Ah. Um, <laughs> So I'm going to give you a story and then I will give you an example of, of what I would say to those people. Okay. Um, but my story is this. So six years ago, uh, five years ago, excuse me. Um, we, we took a family vacation, my ex and I, and we went with my family. We went up to um, Drummond Island in Michigan, beautiful place. Um, you know, on this family vacation. Now that was a 10 hour drive from Columbus, Ohio. Um, yeah. And of course we drove together. So that was interesting. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> you know, so we were there, it was middle of the vacation. We went to dinner one night at this, the only restaurant on the Island. And it was during this time he proposed to me at the dinner table and my whole family was around. It was my, all my aunts and uncles, my cousins, my brother, everyone. And, um, wow. You know, in this moment, I, I got up and I, before I could answer, I, I couldn't contain my emotions and I ran out of the restaurant. Now it was packed. It was the only restaurant on the Island. It was dinner time, And oh my God. I started crying I, hysterically. I couldn't stop. Um, you know, my mom five minutes later came out and checked on me. Are you okay? Are you okay? And I said, no, I, I can't marry him. Like, I don't know what to do. I can't do this. I, I don't want to do this. And oh, the proposal was just strange and bizarre in itself. And then he came out and he was like, are you going to come finish your dinner? And here I am bawling hysterically. Oh my God. Like, that's what you're like. That's when I knew, Oh yeah, no. Uh, but I had to say <laughs> yes. Right? I mean, you're kind of obligated. You're in the moment, your family's there and you have a 10 hour drive home with this guy and you live with him. Oh my dear Lord. And all he's thinking is, Hey, I got to pay for that chicken and rice. <laughs> no, he didn't pay for anything. So that oh, was another, geez. yeah, he, it was just not a good situation. And, yeah. but, but I will tell people, and mm -hmm. I tell this not to, I don't want people to feel pity on me. I mean, I did this to myself. I was in the relationship. I take responsibility, but I would tell people that you're one decision away from a completely different life. And mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer in that. I live my life on that philosophy and, you know, one decision can change your entire life and it has to start with you. Like you have to be ready and you have to be willing to take the chance. I, when I left him, I had nothing. I had no home. I, I literally took the clothes off that I was wearing and I packed a suitcase full of my daughter's clothes. We had no toys. I, all of my electronics, furniture, everything I left for him. I said, I'm done. I just went out. I, I, was 28 years old. I lived with my mom. I had to move back in with her. As you can imagine, that was humiliating. Um, you know, my personal pride was hurt in that. Um, that's not something that I aspired to do. I felt like I, I just, it was a really bad time, but I was so proud of myself. I would have accepted that over any life with him one more day. Wow. And it was, so wait, 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 hold on. So at the restaurant <laughs> on the island, <laughs> Oh my God. So you're at the restaurant on the Island. You're outside crying. He wants you to come back in and finish your dinner. Um, and, and, and you had to drive all the way back to Columbus with him. Yep. Did you know at that moment that the moment you got back to Columbus, you were out or was it, was there a stretch of time before you finally said, I'm, I'm out. So it was actually that the night of the engagement. So when we got engaged, we went back to the. Um, oh, you accepted? I had to. I was. I, it was a pressure oh. cooker. Everyone was staring at me. I mean, I'll never forget the little kids that were, that were walking by me going into the restaurant as I'm pouring tear. I, the whole thing was surreal. Wow. And that night we went back to the cabin. So we all had like a bit. We had like a large cabin that we rented for the week, and everyone, all my family, stayed in this cabin. And um, I remember that night. I was just really disappointed with myself that I didn't have enough nerve to say no. 
Um, but then again, given the situation, it was it was hard to. Yeah, sure. Um, that night, it was 1 a.m. in the morning. It was like 1.20 in the morning. And I remember I couldn't sleep. Um, so I went to the bathroom. We had our own bathroom in the basement. And um, I locked the door and I just broke down on the floor. I just cried and cried and cried and cried. And the only person I could think of, I needed to talk to somebody. I had no one. Um, at this point, I had lost my friends because they didn't like him as a person. So I didn't really have anybody to turn to. Um, I didn't want to talk to my family about it because they didn't like him either. And it, it, wow. I, I wanted to keep them as separate from the relationship as possible. <clears throat> the only person I could talk to was my, well, now husband. <laughs> he was a good friend at the time. And I wow. emailed him and I said, Richard, I'm like, what? We just got engaged. I And I don't know what to do. And I'm really sad. And, you know, like my heart hurt. And he responded right away, which was surprising to me. And he said, at one twenty in the morning, in the morning <laughs> he said, go Richard. <laughs> he said, this is the best it's ever going to be. This should be the happiest day of your life. Like it only, it only, it doesn't get better from here. Oh my God. Yeah. So that was a great moment for me of, if this is the best it gets, <laughs> I am out. I want nothing to do with it. Solid advice, though. Shout out that to my been, yeah. Richard. That's some good. That was like that was that was slick. I love that. Wow, wow, <laughs> that's crazy. So, so when you got back, did you know? Yeah, I knew the whole way back. Um, unfortunately, on the did way he back, know? Uh, he did not. So we stayed together for two months after, um, and that was more of a transition period for me. That was you know, you have to get back to real life. And I start, I went back to work right away the next day and I really had to digest everything of what was going on and really get my, my bearings, you know, and, yeah. um, it was, it was an interesting tumultuous two months, a lot of angry moments, I think resentment on my part. Um, like how could you do this in front of my family? Like if you truly knew me as a person, you would know that I don't like scenes. Um, I'm not, I, I really just like being the quiet person in the opposite side of the restaurant. I enjoy that. <laughs> so to be kind of out in public, you know, making this big scene was not me. And, right. um, well, you're making a big scene today. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is a lot. This is full disclosure. This is one of my personal development goals is I love to it. be more confident and less, uh, um, afraid of who I am. So I love it. For me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Look, I don't know who Facebook user is, but they said, gotta love Richard. <laughs> That's right. He's so, the best, so, 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 so you were, you stayed together for a couple of months. Again, I think anybody watching, um, well, not anybody, but if you've ever been in a really bad relationship and you, like it, it, most a lot of people can relate to that. I know I can. So so with the the um, so there was definitely no love there. Um, you had left Nationwide Children's Hospital. Um, can we just call it Children's Hospital for now? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm kidding. So you'd left Children's Hospital. You um, what were you doing? It, it, were you still in the medical world or? I was. So I, so at Children's, um, one of my positions, I worked in the medical staff office. So I did credentialing work for all of our um, physicians and nurse practitioners there. Um, I enjoyed it. It was something different and it was definitely a fast paced job. Um, I think one thing for me is complacency and I don't do well in complacency. So with this job, it was unique and challenging and great. Um, and I actually had a friend who had went over to Ohio Health and did credentialing for them. Now, Ohio Health System is um, a lot different than NCH, right? You have multiple hospitals and you have multiple different providers that you credential. So you have, you know, your nurse practitioners and then you have, um, you know, other, other specialties that you have yeah. to credential. It wasn't just physicians and nurse practitioners. You had social workers and anybody yeah. who wanted to be a part of that um, Ohio healthy network. And it's the law. It's the, they're the largest in the country, aren't they? Hospital um, system. I'm not sure. I think they're the, I know they're the largest in Ohio. I'm, I'm yeah. not sure about the country. Yeah. But My sister's a nurse practitioner with them. So it's a great, it's a great hospital system. Um, yeah. They, they yeah. have great people there. Um, in fact, I'm very close with my um, old director who I worked with and worked for. Um, and I just made more money. And, you know, it, it's funny in retrospect, everything is always so different, right? Yeah. Right. Um, I left NCH a 10 year tenure there. Um, 
for a dollar 25 more an hour. <laughs> and I think when you put it in perspective like that, it's like, what was I thinking? Like, it, like what are you doing? You're and, like, I am making $50 more a week. Yes. But when you have a child and you I know, need to get right. on your feet, it's every penny adds up. And for me, it was, um, it was something that I just needed to do. And I, I thought the transition was a great time. And, you know, there's something about when, and I hate to say women, and I don't want to generalize this term, but when we go through a bad breakup or, or we go through some life changing thing, you know, we always change our hair and um, <laughs> kind of go to that extreme and we need that fresh start. Right. And for yeah. me, I equated a new job as a fresh start. I, there were no bad memories of, of my ex there. He didn't send me anything. <laughs> so it was a much needed um, change in my life. Wow. And, and that, that, um, situation, I know you said your first relationship had become violent. Mm -hmm. There was violence involved and that's just horrible. Um, it, what did you experience that in this second relationship too, no. or was that, it was just bad. No. So my, my first relationship, I mean, I'll let you in, um, you don't have to go into details. I'm just wondering yeah. if it, if you found yourself in the same relationship, basically. No, um, okay. so relationship. It was um, I was just young, and I didn't know really yeah. anything about life, and I was inexperienced, and I had yeah. a very low self esteem, and that came from you know not fitting in at any schools, and I didn't. I thought something was wrong with me. Yeah. And when you have somebody that gives you attention, I, I think you naturally you latch onto that. Right. And maybe there was a little bit of codependency going on where I just I kind of needed that at the time, um, you know, but after after that relationship. So he ended up um, he was charged with it was a uh, it was a felony. Um, it was wow. in charge and um, and then domestic violence, which is a misdemeanor. And after that, the whole thing was it got really jumbled up. Um, two months later, I ended up losing the baby. And that was a really, mm. that, was, that was my low point, I think. And yeah. then after that, so that was when I spiraled. Um, I drank every day. Um, I remember I was at the bar every day. And it was just a really bad, bad, poor decisions that I was making and bad outcomes that I was receiving. Yeah. And I blamed the world for my problems instead of taking accountability. And um, the next relationship, which was my six-year relationship with, with, um, my daughter's father. And that was, it didn't start out negative. It, I, I, again, I think I was in this bad place and somebody who comes along and wants to be with you and shows you attention, yeah. uh, you latch onto it naturally. And that's what I did. And it wasn't until probably year three that I started thinking, wait a minute, this is not what, this is not what I want. And it took me three years from that point to get out. And an engagement ring. And it, oh, it was horrible. <laughs> Oh, it was, it was, it was so bad. Like everything I, and I always said during the whole, the whole six years, I would tell him, you don't get me. Like, you're not getting me the way I need you to get me. And he never really understood what that meant. And I never understood what that meant because I didn't know, you know, specifically how I operate and I'm an INFP and I, we operate at just different levels. I, I need somebody who is going to give me this organic connection that you can't replicate. You can't force. It's just there. Yep. And it wasn't until meeting my husband when I really found out like this, this is it. Like, this is the person I'm supposed to be. There, there was no disputing it. Yeah. And it was the most amazing transformation. Um, best moment ever. Yeah. Of my life. So, so you got out, you were living with your mom, you had your daughter with you mm -hmm. um, and you're working in the Ohio health system at that point. Um, where did things, I mean, uh, oh God, I can so relate to all of that. I, I mean, even the living with my mom part, um, I won't even go into that, but I, I can relate to it. Trust me. And, and so, so you, where did you go from there? Where did things turn and, and how did they turn? What happened? Yeah. So after I left, so I mean, full disclosure. So at the time, um, I met Richard at NCH actually. Right. And at the time, now I was still in my relationship and um, I was navigating that. And I kind of had a lot of my plate and I didn't really have anybody to turn to. Again, I had lost all my friends. 
um, because of that prior relationship. And um, I really felt alone and I didn't really know how to get through this. This was a new point in my life. I had a daughter. Um, I knew that I wanted to make something of my life, but I didn't know how to do it. Um, And Richard really became a great friend to me and almost a mentor in a way. Uh, He was kind of there to just listen to me um, talk about just different things that were going on, my job transition. And um, when I left NCH, I was really, really sad. Like my heart was really sad. And I thought, you know, I'll never see him again. I'll never talk to him again. The only time I talked to him was at work. So um, it wasn't until I left work, it was about two months later where I was trying to get like this new normal thing going, right? Like my drive is now different. Everything's different. Um, and he reached out to me and just wanted to meet up for dinner and, um, just as just a catching up dinner, nothing like romantic. And uh, so we met at Matt the Miller's one night and we had this great conversation and it was, it was kind of that moment where I knew I would never be without him again. I, I, I don't know. I call it, call it serendipity. Wow. I don't know what you want to call it. I, wow. call it, I call it like faith, right? Wow. I, I think that everything we were living very parallel lives and I had no idea. I didn't know anything about him um, wow. or about his personal life. Um, we never, we never ever talked about anything like that at work. Um, and it wasn't until later that year where we realized that like this, maybe this is the person that we can't live without. And, um, wow. kind of blossomed from there. It's a great love story. It's, it's one that I think probably sounds a bit cliche. Um, he's a little older than me. And, um, I find that really attractive because he's lived life. He, yeah, he, yeah. he has this understanding and appreciation for life that I do now after everything I'd been through. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I live my life by quotes. I'm in my books all the time. I, I, <laughs> I sometimes it. get in my head and sometimes I, you know, stare off into space and I'm just the happiest person that, you know, could be. And, and he gets that. And That's there's awesome. something, um, I used to, I used to read this quote every day when I was in my previous relationship and it, and it said, you know, I feel like I'm made to understand, but I'm not made to be understood. And I would always think that in my head, like, why is this so relatable to me? So when somebody comes along who understands you yeah. fully, um, it was pretty powerful. And we still have it. I and mean, we've been together now. We've we've been together. We'll celebrate our five-year anniversary this year. And we've been married for two years. And honestly, like, there's not a day that I'm not thankful for him. And, you know, you know, Ken, this is really interesting. I want to mention this, too. So I think along with magical moments and what we've started, and we'll probably get to that later. We um, are. I think think there was something really important about my relationship with Richard, even as a friend. And that was, he believed in me. And I think that that's one of the most important, probably the most powerful word in the English language, aside from love is believe. Um, You have no, I have no one has any idea what kind of impact you can make on somebody if you believe in them. And that's what gave me the confidence to start magical moments and really kind of get into this world that I'm in now. It's because he believed in me. And that was amazing. That's so awesome. And, and, and Richard was the janitor. (laughs) No, even if he was like, I was right. That's the point. He could be a nine to five accountant, you know, right. He, he could be a janitor. Like he could be a school health. teacher. The, my adoration for him and my love for him is not representing what he does for a living. It's really no, I know. Yeah. So he was actually, um, he's a pediatric plastic surgeon yeah. and um, he's just the most amazing person. <laughs> I can't wait to meet Richard. I can't, yeah. I, I just, um, I'm, I'm anticipating that. I, I can't wait. So, so you, so you, um, you ended up getting into a relationship with Richard um, and and things were starting to go well for you yep. and and you got married and and you have some pretty cool stuff going on um, and and I, I would love to talk a little bit about the magical moments and everything that you've got going with that and and i think i told you i have some connections that i'd like to make for you with with that um the magical moments foundation for those listening is just amazing so 
Um, why don't you talk a little bit about where, first off, why did you even start that? Where did that come from? Um, and second, what's going on with it and, and how can people get involved or help? Yeah. So, um, this, so I've always, <laughs> so this kind of goes back to my, my roots, right? I've always yep. had this passion, um, to help people and to want to give back. And, you know, back before I met Richard, I was volunteering in shelters and, and making these blessing bags. Wow. And, um, you know, I love doing it. I love serving people. I love giving everything I can to people. And I was talking to Richard one day about it. And this was uh, January of 2020. So right before the pandemic really took off, of course. And um, I was telling him, you know, are there any, I asked him, I said, are there any wish granting organizations for children with facial differences? He's in that field. And, you know, I thought they deserve something really great. They deserve to have some kind of moment for them. Um, at the time, we didn't refer to it as a magical moment. We didn't have the name, of course. But, right. um, you know, I think of I think of Make-A-Wish, for example, and I think of, um, you know, the children with life-threatening or terminal illness that they grant these, these wishes to. Right. And um, I thought, is there anything out there like that for the kids that you serve, that you take care of? And he goes, you know, Christy, because I don't think that I don't think there is. And of course, we I'm, I'm like, well, we need to do something <laughs> like that's not acceptable. Um, <laughs> and right. right away, I think the next day we had our whole basement filled with poster boards and um, post-it notes. And we're going at it. How do you start a nonprofit? And, you know, here are the steps. And how do you form a board of directors and, and get your paperwork and your 1023? And um, it just really took off magical moments. We picked the name and it stuck the whole time. Wow. And um, I think what, what was it? I think two months later, we ended up with our um, 501c3 approval and our EIN number. Wow. It was amazing. It was quick considering, yeah. right. That was kind of in the middle of the pandemic, right. When everything was locking down, we got our approval. So Richard and I were kind of like, well, this is great. Now what do we do? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like everyone's so laid off. Like, yeah, this is not good timing. Yeah. Um, and in fact, it was good timing. Cause when I, met Richard, I was um, was still working in the credentialing field. Um, I I was the lead credentialer for Riverside Radiologists, um, which is one of the largest, it's a Lucid Health company, yeah. um, one of the largest in the United States. And we have teleradiologists all over the US. And, um, you know, I full disclosure, I did not like my job. I hated it. I went to work every day and I got a paycheck. I made good money and I wasn't fulfilled. I, did, I wasn't helping anybody. I, there was no service yeah. for me to give. And um, the pandemic, I got, I was furloughed. And that was the biggest blessing because that allowed me to then stay at home and focus on magical moments, build up this brand, get our website done, um, you know, get our marketing kind of in order. And that's when it really started taking off. Wow. And we have not looked back since. We've only been, um, it's not even been two years yet. So in May, it'll be two years. Wow. And we and have done some amazing things. Is it? It's magicalmomentsfoundation.org, right? Yep. I'm going to put that on the on the page. So, 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 talk about what you do in Magical Moments Foundation. Sure. So, Magical Moments Foundation is a wish granting organization for children with facial differences. So, and we don't discriminate um, for um, different diagnoses. We represent all diagnoses with whatever facial difference they have. Um, anything they could be um, like genetic disorders, uh, congenital anomalies. Um, so you're talking like cleft lip. It could be Down syndrome, 22Q deletion syndrome. Um, we have a wide variety of diagnoses that we, the kids we serve. And um, so what we do is we really want to provide each child their magical moment. And it's a magical moment that works to, you know, restore hope and encourage them to pursue their dreams. Right. And, um, you know, we've got a few great examples of some magical moments that we've already granted that were just amazing. And these kids to change the lives of kids, I, I can't describe. There are no words for me to describe how powerful that is. And our kids deserve it. You know, when I think of when I think of life threatening as defined by Make-A-Wish and these other wish granting organizations, which do the good work, um, I think of life threatening as quality of life. You know, and these kids that have facial differences, they live their entire lives. And most of them, 
long lives, right? Yeah. Uh, with facial difference. And you're talking about the same stigma that accompanies that. So you're talking about the teasing and the bullying and now, and now this day and age we have social media. So it's, you know, not only do they get teased at school, but they come home and they get teased on their, their social media pages and it, they're relentless. And I think, Wow, Richard and myself, like we really want to help kids, not only surgically as what Richard does for a living, right. um, but also emotionally. And I think that that's one aspect that um, I, I, I think it's forgotten about as a society. And we just want to be there to remind people, you know, to be kind, I, be a good person. Like it takes, it's, it costs zero dollars to help someone. And if we can do that through magical moments and give these kids a, ma a moment that they'll never forget, then it's worth it. And um, what are some of the, what are some of the, give me a couple of examples of, of magical moments that you've delivered for, for these children. Sure. Um, one magical moment that we did, um, a little girl, she was born in China. Um, she's now 10. Um, she was born with a severe cleft lip and palate, and um, she was adopted as an infant to a family here in Westville, Ohio. Mm -hmm. And um, her name's Sophia. She's amazing. She she's quite the personality. Um, yeah. She really wanted to be a pastry chef. Um, that was her magical moment. She just wanted to be a pastry chef. Yeah. And you know there was some tragedy with the family um, a few years ago, back in 2018, I believe. Um, they were on a family vacation, mom, dad, and the three kids and dad died suddenly on that vacation uh, in the vacation home. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you know that the whole family dynamic was, was completely wow. dismantled and, you know, mom was a stay at home mom taking care of three kids. Suddenly she was back to work supporting three kids. And, you know, this family was very special. They hadn't been on a family vacation since the dad the father passed away. And that was because it's too painful. Um, yeah. Too many bad emotional scars from that. And um, so her other part of her magical moment was she wanted to take her family to Disney. She wanted her little brother to experience Disney World who had never, he had never been. And she had, hadn't been since she was a young girl. And um, so we thought this is going to be a great magical moment. So our first magical moment recipient was to Sophia. We sent her down to Disney World with her family um, and we had, we also sent her with her aunt. So her aunt, her aunt could help take care of the kids yeah. And while they were there. We, we hooked them up with the top pastry chef. Um, he's the head pastry chef at the four seasons resort in Orlando. And he, she got to be his apprentice for the day. They got to go behind the scenes in the kitchens. That's so awesome. Different, sample different chocolates. She got to check out their spaghetti room. Um, wow. She, they got, they, they were so nice to her and they, they just went above and beyond to make sure the family had everything they need. And that Sophia really had this magical moment and the picture is on our website. We've got several more. Um, but the great thing about this whole magical moment was when they came back, I followed up with mom and I said, you know, how was everything? Like, what was your experience? And she goes, you know, Krista, she goes, I can't remember a day where it was just me and Sophia, just us two. She said that, that day with the chef, probably changed my life more than it changed Sophia's. And I know it changed her life. So oh. give that family that, that closure and, and allow them to, to feel like they can go on vacation together as a family. And it's not this painful experience. Um, oh, cold chills thinking about it. It's, it's just wonderful. Wow. One, one moment that we had. Um, wow. We actually, we have another one coming up um, and I'll t briefly explain it. So we have sure. a 10 year old little girl um, she loves the singer Jewel. So I don't know if you're familiar with Jewel. Yeah. Um, Grammy yeah. winner. She's amazing. You'd have to be living under a rock if you've never heard of Jewel. That's right. Like, so yeah. we reached out to her team and um, they agreed they're going to, Jewel's going to meet with her. So we are waiting for concert dates and we're going to fly wow. this little girl in wherever, whatever concert they want to go to. And she's going to do wow. a meet and greet with Jewel. So to get Jewel and we've got Billie Eilish on board we've really have cemented ourselves as, as a, a great nonprofit who's doing really great work for these kids. I mean, these kids are meeting, you know, their idols and, and people that they look up to and people that they relate to. Uh, wow. It's, it's amazing. I, I love every day. My, my favorite days are the days I get to wake up and I get to call a family and say, your magical moment's been granted. 
Uh. It's it's great. And, and what's really great about this is, you know, Central Ohio is such a great city to do this in. We have so many philanthropic people that just want to help. And for us, it's it's wonderful because we can make a phone call. And we can say, hey, you know, we don't know anybody connected in the car world. Um, do you know anybody who can help make this car magical moment you know, possible? Yeah. And people, I think it's I think it's refreshing because people get to experience this where it's not their normal nine to five job where they get a random email saying, hey, yeah, hey, kid, can we make this wish happen? What a cool distraction from your from the stress of your everyday job. Right. So I think wow. people are really taking to this. Um, we were just featured in the Columbus Dispatch uh, with Sophia's story. And then we were featured in the um, Chicago Tribune. So that that's something. That's a wow. He's like, oh, that's that's, that's a little bigger than the Columbus Dispatch. Yeah, if, if it tells wow. you how small town I am, I'm like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Wow. Good. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Congratulations to you and and for what you're doing. It's it's absolutely just i i told you when i first met you and you told me what you were i was like wow this is incredible i've got to i've got to help somehow yeah. so so um so talk about um because you know you, you we started this with you talking about all of the the junk that and not, I, I realize not all of it's junk. I mean, you got a beautiful daughter out of all you know, you 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 had some blessings along the way. Um, talk about what um magical moments is doing. Is it, it, I feel like it's probably helping you heal some of the, the wounds from your past, too. Oh, absolutely. Um you know, I, it was funny because my transition from working full time my whole life, um, to being furloughed and, and not working full time. Yeah. Um, that was a hard, that was a very hard, difficult time for me. I navigating those emotions of financially being independent. Um, yeah. that's very important to me. I I've always felt the need. I, I have to support myself and my daughter and you don't depend on anybody. You make your own money. Um, and, and that transition, you know, my husband and I talked and, you know, he's like, look, if you're going to do magical moments, like you need to commit, like, look, just take, take the plunge, take the leap of faith, have that. Yeah. And I did that. And, you know, it's really funny. Um, I used to make decent money doing what I did and now I make no money and <laughs> I am probably the happiest I've ever been by far. I, yeah. it's been a very healing process for me to finally feel like I'm making a difference in people's lives. And that's really my whole purpose in life. And that's what I've always wanted to do and what I've always felt compelled to do. Um, you know, I remember being, having $5 in my bank account and seeing a homeless person, you know, like have it, like money can be made. Like for me, it's not, a, I don't define success in, in terms of financial means or gains or what kind of car I'm driving or what house I live in. I define it as how many people did, did I help everyone I can help today? And sometimes it takes zero dollars to help someone, you know, a kind word or a smile or small conversation. You get people laugh at anything. So it's been a real life changer in that in that aspect. And sorry if I get choked up. I, I just I'm living proof of one decision. You're one decision away from a completely different life. One decision, you know. Well, I, I want to say, um, you know, as my 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 dear friend, my brother Glenn Morshower, um says, you know, God did not accidentally install tear ducts in your eyes, so it's okay. It's it's all right. I, I, what you're doing is absolutely needed. It's amazing. Your heart is so pure. I, I just, my wife's on here. I see, I see Jill's on here. Um, you know, I think that I, I look at things because I've been, I've been through, um, all of the, the crap and I've been down to less than $5, <laughs> way less actually, like where it's in the negative. Um, but you know, and, and it, that's horrifying in the moment. And, um, I've always found that when you are, are doing things to help other people, 
like everything else just starts falling into place for you. Um, wh what are what are your thoughts when it comes to if if I said Krista, tell me what you think is holding most people back from two things: number one, financial success, and number two, um, real freedom and happiness. And I do think they're related because look, I've been I've been broken, homeless. And I've been extremely wealthy and extremely wealthy is way better. <laughs> I'm just saying it is. it is broken, homeless sucks. Um, but like, so tell me what you think is, is stopping people that holds them back from, from achieving the next level in life. Um, I have one word for it and that's fear. Okay. That's the most popular answer. You have to do better. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think. I think there's, okay, then I think there's um, different layers to this, right? So there's, you have to have the courage to do it. Um, you uh, Risk and reward, you have to really, you have to go and you have to do it wholeheartedly. When you, when you make a decision, you stand by your convictions. You do it with good intentions. You know, I think that's just... It's it's easy for me to sit here now and say it, but when I was going through it, it was it's just I, thousands of quotes, thousands of hours reading my quotes and and being in my head and trying to relate my life to it and trying to give myself the inner strength to make that change. And finally, when I read that quote, that you're one decision away from a completely different life, that that's when it when I realized I this it's it. I, wow. I, I can't afford to not do this. And um, I used to ask myself why all the time. Why, 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 why? Mm -hmm. um, now I say, why not? Like, why not try it? Why not do it? Why not go for it? Take the chance. Like, you know, and my husband's a really great, um, I, I consider him a philosopher. <laughs> he a may, what? He may, he's, he's just so insightful. He's got the best, the best words of encouragement. Um, and he gives these great leadership talks about love and vulnerability and, and what that truly means to be a leader and, and how to inspire people. So he's been my sounding board through all this. And anytime I, you know, feel weak or insignificant, you know, he's there to remind me that like, you can do this and you've got this. And it's just been, when you have that kind of affirmation in your life, yeah, um, you know, it's amazing what kind of strength you can pull from that. So, you know, I was, I, I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, cause I know, I know, you know, I, I told you I used to have an office in Powell for many years. My wife and I, when we first met, we quickly decided we're going to open an office in Powell. And I had a handful of employees. And this one day, one of my, my employees walks in this big dude that worked for me. He said, he said, there's a guy out in the parking lot looking in the windows of your SUV. And I'm like, We'll tell him to get out of here, man. What, what, like, you're bigger than I am. Go kick his butt or something. And he's like, well, he's got it blocked with his tow truck. And I'm like, oh, no. He was there to repo my car. <laughs> Everybody's getting paid except for us, right? And and so, um, you know, I, I've and I can remember standing in the parking lot with my employees watching my car get towed away. And I'm all of these thoughts are going through my head at a million miles an hour. And I'm thinking, what's the point of going on? What's the point of being here? Like, this is ridiculous. It was felt like one of the lowest moments of my life. And, you know, during this pandemic and all of the lockdowns and the furloughs and the people losing their jobs and their career, mm -hmm. you know, the, the suicide went through the roof in in this country in the world and um you know a lot of people have have lost hope and and so my question for you is if, if there's anybody watching that is at the lowest point they've ever been and financially and ev everything else and they feel like they're they're hanging on by a thread what do you say to that person to help them get through to the next moment where you know, you know, and I know it gets better, but what do you say to them? Who I, you know, I think hope is a great word. Um, there you, there's always hope. 
no matter no matter the situation, no matter how limiting it may seem or feel or even even being completely alone with nothing, there's always hope. And faith. I think faith is a really, really, really strong factor in, in what I decided to do. Um, you know, I, I, gosh, I used to think that God forgot about me. Um, and you, you had to persevere through that, you know, and you really, really test you. So to come out on the other side of it, I would tell people just to have faith. Because God hasn't forgotten about you or anyone else. Yeah. Wow. So powerful. So powerful. What what words of encouragement or are there any other any other words that you would like to leave with the audience today? Yeah, I just if anybody, first of all, anybody can reach out to me at any point. Um, I love having these conversations. They're much needed. And there's something I don't know. I don't want to say taboo about it, but I think giving people the permission to feel and the permission to love each other and take care of each other. And this vulnerability aspect of life. I don't think, I don't think that people feel comfortable doing that. So, you know, if there's anybody that just needs to vent, I'm a great listener <laughs> by nature. That's just who I am. Um, I think giving people the permission to, to feel the moments, the good, the bad, everything, and then to have faith through those moments to persevere, to, per, to push through, um, you know, you're the one decision, you know, if, uh, gosh, I'm living proof of it and it's wonderful. And I just, I, it's so relatable because I think of many people have been there, no matter what they're going through, um, the feelings are the same, right? The hopelessness, the depression, that this will never get better, the financial struggles, everyone's gone through it. Um, yeah. You just have to have faith through it. You are amazing, amazing, amazing. What you're doing, you and your husband are doing with Magical Moments Foundation. And there's something else that you have cooking. That's <laughs> do you like that? Yeah, I do. Um, getting ready to launch my um, my cookie empire, if you will. Um, cookie empire. <laughs> I make really, really great homemade chocolate chip cookies, like from scratch, no preservatives. They're wow. Richard swears by them and he is. I, I, I don't believe you. I'm going to have to test them. Oh, I'll, I'll have <laughs> you and Mindy over and anybody else on the podcast who wants to come and, and join. Um, we're looking for space. We meet on uh, Monday to talk about potential spaces. So um, really, really hope that this takes off. It's, it's, it's an old family recipe. So it's been in my family for many years. Wow. And it's like grandma used to make them, right? My grandma wow. would make these cookies and it they're, they're just, uh, my, my, uh, okay. My mouth is watering. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I can be, I can be at your place in about 35 minutes. I'm on the way. <laughs> yeah. Bring your wife. It'll be yeah. fun. Well, yeah. yeah. It, oh my gosh. A cookie party. <laughs> I, I love it. So, so you've got just a lot of great things happening and I truly believe that it's, it's your heart is, is, is just, it's so pure. It, it seems like you, you just are, your, your um, moral compass is pointed in the right direction. And I, I love that about you. Yeah. I think, you know, it's taken, um, I think some people, it takes their whole lives to get to this realization and I'm very, very blessed to have it at 33. So wow. it's, I, I can now, what I know, what I've lived through, yeah. you can survive anything and just got to keep going, you know? I love it. Love it. Well, and where can everybody follow you? Where's the best place to follow you on social media? Um, I, they can add me as a friend on Facebook um, or they can like Magical Moments. Um, we are, we're super busy with the, we have like six magical moments in the works. So I haven't been posting a lot this year, but that's because we're behind the scenes making it all happen. Yeah. Uh, but they can follow magical moments on Facebook, Instagram. Um, I have an Instagram as well. Um, and again, if anybody just wants to vent or reach out, I'm, I, I love having these talks and any way I can help somebody. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. You're awesome. Krista, thank you so much for being on today. Um, everybody make sure you go follow magical moments foundation on Facebook and Instagram and 
wherever else you can find them. Um, Krista, you're awesome. I can't, uh -huh. I cannot wait to meet your husband. Yeah, he's great. Hopefully you'll have him on. So he's, yes, he's I, cooler I, than I am. I'm not that cool. So. You're very, you're very, very cool. He's, he's got a, uh, man, you, you've set the bar high for him. So. <laughs> well, thank you. This is my first one. I'm very excited. So thank uh, you for letting awesome. me share my story. That's awesome. All right. So everybody go follow Krista, follow Magical Moments Foundation. Pretty soon you're going to be able to follow her, 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 is it a bakery? Is it a, yeah. I don't know what you call it. It's a bakery. Um, bakery. And, and Krista's cookies, is that what it's going to be? What's it, what's it going to be called? called? Um, Krista's chocolate chip cookies. Um, I haven't oh. made a Facebook page for yet for, for it yet. I'm waiting on my EIN number to come back. And as soon as I get that, it'll be off to the races. So Just hopefully follow, next summer. Follow, follow Krista, follow her <laughs> everywhere. You, you're doing great things. So thank you so much. And thank you to everybody that's been on here and watched. If you shared this out, thank you. Um, you may even get a chocolate chip cookie for that. I'm kidding. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm kidding. She's not mailing those all over the world. So don't ask <laughs> anyway. So thank you guys. Thank you to, to Krista. Thank you. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. All right. We'll see you guys later. Have a wonderful weekend and Krista stay with me. We'll see you guys later. Bye-bye.